You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> I'm not a Krusty Krab. Uh, Patrick, that's the name of the restaurant. Huh? Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. Donna is on vacation this week. My name's Paul. I'm not an animal expert. I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa from the Moms and Murder Podcast, and we are also not animal experts. And today we're talking about crabs. What? As I live and breathe, Mandy and Melissa. Eminem. Do, do you like how I sounded excited about that, even though we planned this like two months ago? Yeah, I mean, we're just as shocked as you, although it's been <laughs> in our calendar forever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, let's do some news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. Well, all she wanted to do was steam crabs for the first time. Unfortunately for a Newport News woman, the crabs kind of had a different plan. Virginia Simmons learned the hard way how not to steam crabs. She shared a fantastic video that has almost 7 million views of her journey to cook some crabs. She explained that her brother convinced her to steam the crabs even though she has only boiled them their whole life. But she did things her brother's way and then this happened. One crab even ends up on the floor, and he he's fighting her tongs to try to escape. Uh, several minutes of the viral video is Simmons just trying to get all the crabs back into the pot, and at the end of the video, when all the crabs are in the pot, she toasts to the crab's memory and says, let the steaming begin. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. I loved, she yells something about, embrace your death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were not, they were not about doing that at all. No. <laughs> And you know what? The, the takeaway for me is just go get crabs at a restaurant. Yeah, or put a little more water in there. It seems very <laughs> yeah. small. It seems like a lot of crabs for a small pot. Yeah, and for one yeah. person. <laughs> she likes her crabs. She does. I don't blame her. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> All right, well, just a reminder to go to blazingcariboustudios.com for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Varmints Podcast, all one word, and at Varmints Podcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. 
Donna keeps a Pinterest page. So you go to the Pinterest page, put varmints into the search engine, and uh, you'll see all kinds of really cool pictures of all sorts of different crabs. And we also have a store at tpublic.com slash stores slash varmints. You can get all kinds of wonderful merch there, some coffee mugs, some tote bags, some t-shirts, whatever you want with our logo on it, created by Imran Javed. If you like the show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We are everywhere that podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. All right, let's learn about some crabs. Hey, Ah. let's go get educated on some animals. I know you want (laughs) to. All right, so we are learning about crabs today. Crabs are decapod crustaceans that live in all the world's oceans, in freshwater and on land, and are generally covered with a thick exoskeleton and have a single pair of claws. There are many other animals with similar names, such as hermit crabs, king crabs, porcelain crabs, and horseshoe crabs, but they are not true crabs. We might talk about horseshoe crabs another time because they're really, really fascinating. Other than that, I don't really see us revisiting crabs anytime soon. So basically, if it's called a crab, we're going to cover it here today. There are 850 species of crab in the world. Crabs are generally covered with a thick exoskeleton composed primarily of highly mineralized chitin and armed with a single pair of claws. Crabs can vary in size from the pea crab, which is a few millimeters wide, to the Japanese spider crab that has a leg span of up to 4 meters, or 13 feet. That's a big old crab. Yeah. Fossils of extinct crabs have been found that date back to the Jurassic period, which was between 56 and 201 million years ago. So they have been around for a minute. Yeah. Is that how we're measuring time now, as a minute? A minute. (laughs) Millions of years is a minute. (laughs) That's what what all the kids say. That's what I've heard. Male crabs are called jimmies. I can't give you the reason for that because this is a family-friendly podcast. Because James are the fathers? (laughs) Sure, let's go with that. (laughs) Female crabs are called sooks, S-O-O-K-S, and I could not find out why. And the the reason why is probably also not family-friendly, because these are fishermen naming these things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's Captain Ron's of the world. Yeah. When baby crabs first hatch, they are called zoea, and after they grow a little bit, they are called megalopa, which I'm sure is something scientific. Yeah. The word crab comes from the Old English word crabba, which originally comes from the Dutch krabbelen, which means to scratch or claw. So as you said before, Paul crabs have exoskeletons, which just means that their skeletons are on the outside of their body, which I think is kind of cool. So this just helps protect their organs and makes it less likely for them to be attacked by predators. All crabs have eight legs, which is why I like to call them a sea spider. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And um, two specially adapted legs known as chelipeds or claws, and they are the best part of the crab to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The chelipeds are helpful for several reasons. They help them to eat and catch prey, and they also help them to fight off predators. During mating season, the men use them to show off and fight other males for the attention of the female crabs. All crabs have antennas and antennules. Antennules is a word I'm going to use a lot now. Uh, The antenna allows them to feel the world around them, and the antennules use chemoreception to allow them to smell and taste their environment. 
It's like having smell vision, but <laughs> crabs do, and I don't want it. So they have eyes which are located at the ends of eye stalks. The eye stalks allow them a better field of vision. They can see in front of themselves, behind, and to the sides, which helps them when they are on the lookout for food or to stay away from predators. Yeah, and it also makes them really, really hard to catch. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, though. Like, if I could have a superpower, well, do you know I want to know what's going on behind me? It's normally my kids, like, ruining things, so. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. So, most people think that crabs eat dead things that sink down to the bottom of the ocean, right? Great. They're not wrong. Some crabs are strictly herbivores. They only eat plants and plant matter. Some crabs are strictly carnivores. So worms, shrimp, crayfish, small fish, even turtle hatchlings uh, are on the menu and also dead stuff. The majority of crabs are omnivores, just like us. They need both plant and animal matter to survive. Most of what a crab eats, you might be surprised to know, is algae, which I didn't know that until I researched them. No, I don't think I knew one single thing about crabs until we really yeah. started reading about them. <laughs> that, I, that's me with every animal we've ever done. It's like, wow, I never knew that's that. That's awesome. So yeah, crabs eat a bunch of algae because there's plenty of it and it doesn't fight back, right? Smart. And then if they're omnivorous, anything better than algae is just a nice little bonus. Crabs chew with their stomachs. They have a digestive system that's called a gastric mill, and it's really, really complex, probably even more complex than a human's digestive system. So they have a really short esophagus. They have a very muscular two-chambered stomach with walls that have specialized appendages that are a lot like teeth, and that is what grinds the food down. There's also all sorts of little filters and enzymes and things that separate the liquids from the solids just like a human. So the claws and the legs grab the food, they direct that food to the mouth of the crab, and the mouth parts of crabs, I love saying mouth parts, (laughs) the mouth parts of crabs are adapted to just collect and collect that food and push it right down into the esophagus straight into the into the stomach. They don't chew it their little their little their little doodly 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 things around their face. So if they don't even taste the food, what's the point? What's the point of eating ever if you can't even taste it? That's why they don't care if they eat algae. There you, you go. You sound like my wife talking to me at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a very <laughs> fast eater. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, crabs do pee and poop. If you are on the beach and you see a little ribbony pile of sand that looks like it's been extruded through like a Play-Doh fun factory. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no, but don't no, make I'm me. Scared. Don't yeah. make me think of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crab poop. And if you live near the beach or a body of water, you, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Just if you if you don't, just take my word for it and do not do a Google image search for crab poop. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer time. The Varmint's podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then Don and Paul only have the yardstick of themselves, so they're going to do it anyway. All right, guys, so we do this little arbitrary intelligence rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Crabs, how smart do you think they are? Mandy, what do you think? Well, I would say not very smart. I would probably give them like a 3. 
Yikes. Um, I'm a, I have more respect for crabs, and uh, I read a really cool article that they're able to identify like where seagulls have previously attacked. Mandy read it too, but apparently that wasn't good enough for her. But, uh, <laughs> and so they're able to avoid those places. And so scientists say basically um, for them to have like not a whole lot going on in their brains and our brains are more complex, it shows that they're they're pretty smart. I can't even leave my kitchen without forgetting what's there. And these crabs can like avoid being killed every day with like two brain cells. So I'm going to give them a seven, Paul. I am very wow. confident in this. Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I, I agree with Mandy. I, I think they're like oh, the man. ocean's little insects and they just, they have very primitive little brains and they go, is that a seagull? No. Uh, can I eat that? No. Can I make little crabs with that? Yes, maybe. Go try it. Can I eat that? No. Is that a seagull? Maybe. You might want to hide. You might want to hide in that hole. Is there food in that hole? Maybe. Can I eat that? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think they're. I don't think they're solving problems. Oh, but I mean, to be fair, I give myself like a four on this scale. Oh, so maybe. <laughs> I need to reevaluate some things in my life. I'm giving you at least a nine, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On a hot scale of 100, so. <laughs> oh, oh. I used to say that if there were 8 billion of something in the world, would they try to take over the world? So if there were 8 billion crabs in the world, do you think they would come on land and, and try to take over and we would become their slaves? And I don't think crabs are doing that. Oh, you know what? You got a good point. I'm going to give yeah. them a four. I changed my answer. <laughs> I won't change again. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to talk about crabs and pop culture and a few other things, but we're going to do that right after this. Hey, guys, it's Melissa and Mandy with the Moms and Murder podcast. We're a true crime podcast that's sure to make you laugh without compromising the seriousness of the content. Despite our name, we aren't just for the moms. Our show is for all the Diet Coke drinking, chicken loving, dateline watching people in your life. Come for the murder and stay for the witty humor and pop culture references. And you never know, you may even hear from some of your favorite names in the world of true crime, like Dateline's Josh Mankiewicz. Do you have a preference on what we call you, Josh Mankiewicz, Manx, Sir Manx-a-lot? Uh, I don't hear Sir, Sir Manx-a-lot quite as often as I... <laughs> I can make it happen for you. Like I will to, make it happen. But... Broken Homicide's Derek Lavasser. Are you tearing up on me? I saw you wearing... <laughs> So beautiful, everything you're saying. <laughs> or even America's sweetheart, Ali Sweeney. The neighbor suggested that perhaps Kathleen had been attacked by an owl. The owl theory um, that Melissa and Allie Sweeney believe. Again, so judgy. <laughs> Check out Moms and Murder anywhere podcasts are found. Wow, that's an incredible show. I would totally listen to that. Yeah, that podcast is all right. <laughs> well, this here's animal rancher and expert at large, Cotton Shorts. You know Paul and Don are just a couple of nerds like you, and they don't usually get to see animals in the wild. But so we'll talk about where they usually do get to see them, which is to say on popular culture. Books, movies, television, and video games. All right, so my pop culture pick for this week was Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. 
The Little Mermaid is a 1989 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. The Little Mermaid tells the story of Ariel, a mermaid princess who dreams of becoming human. The Little Mermaid was based on the Danish fairy tale of the same name by Hans Christian Andersen. In 1985, a guy named Ron Clements was directing The Great Mouse Detective when he became interested in a film adaptation of The Little Mermaid after he discovered it in a bookstore. And he thought the story was provided an ideal basis for an animated feature film, and so he wanted to create a film that took place underwater. So Clements wrote and presented a two-page treatment of The Little Mermaid to Disney CEO Jeffrey Katzenberg, who said no because at that time the studio was in development on a sequel to their mermaid comedy Splash. Do you remember Splash with Tom Hanks? And isn't that with Bo Derek's? Bo Derek? That Wait, was am I thinking of Daryl Hannah. Yeah, Darryl sorry, Daryl Hannah. There you go. Yeah, so they were working on Splash 2, and they felt that The Little Mermaid would be too similar of a project. What? So here's the problem. The original Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, I don't know if you've read it, it's kind of dark. And Disney had to take some creative liberties to ensure that it was a lot lighter and there wasn't so much, uh, spoiler alert, people dying and stuff. <laughs> so one thing they added was the character Sebastian. He is a pure Disney invention in this story. He's not in the, re the original fairy tale at all. Sebastian was originally a little English butler crab named Clarence, but as the music style in the movie began to change and evolve, Clarence turned into a Jamaican Rastafari crab because it seemed more fitting. So, here is a little bit of the song that Sebastian is most known for in the movie. I'll swim up to his castle, then Flounder will splash around to get his attention, and then Down we'll go... Down here is your home! Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While we devoting full time to floating under the sea. <laughs> And that voice you heard was Samuel E. Wright, who until then he had little bit parts in TV shows. He auditioned for the role as though he were trying out for a stage musical. He couldn't do a Jamaican accent that well, so he did a Trinidadian accent during his audition. I don't, I can't tell the difference. But they hired him and they kept the accent that he was comfortable doing. And that is mostly what Samuel E. Wright did for the rest of his career. Sebastian was in sequels, spin-offs, TV shows, video games, there were actually two full-length reggae albums that were released under the Walt Disney Records label, all with Samuel Wright providing the voice for the character until 2008, when he took all his Sebastian money and he retired. And he is still alive today in New York City, doing nothing. Good for him. For sure, good for him. I like that this, uh, that The Little Mermaid was made to be less scary when in fact there is a giant Ursula person in there that steals your voice and is out to yes. ruin you and you know 
that feels pretty pretty scary to me. Like actually scary that scarier than most other things. But yeah, no, she's terrifying. She is. That's like not a good thing to call your parent. Would be like to call your mom Ursula. That seems like the ultimate <laughs> <laughs> ultimate insult. Got to tell my daughter not to get on that. <laughs> I have one of my favorite characters from SpongeBob. Melissa, because we're adults. We're adults, and we love SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, Eugene Harold Krabs. So that's Mr. Krabs. Melissa, yeah. you know who Mr. Krabs is, right? I love Mr. Krabs. Yeah. What do you like about him? Well, I mean, I love him in the sense that he's on a show that I can tolerate watching with my kids. Um, but he seems like a very greedy, arrogant jerk that I wouldn't like in regular life. Right. Well, that's actually very true. He is super greedy, extremely obsessed with money. Um, He is one of the main characters in the SpongeBob franchise, and he's just this, he's not a little crab. He's kind of a portly looking, kind of a round crab. But are we greedy. talking? Are we judging his his size, Mandy? <laughs> no, of course okay. not. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying what he is. Yeah. Um, so he's the owner and founder of the Krusty Krab, which is an underwater, I guess. It's in Bikini Bottom. It's a hot yeah, spot. Yeah, it, and so there you go. So he I think eats, it's the only he place. Eats burgers and and wants money all of the time. All of the yeah. money. So so he actually has a legitimate biography. So Mr. Krabs was actually born on November 30th, 1942, and his parents are named Victor and Betsy Krabs. If you watch a lot of SpongeBob, you may or may not have known that. Literally no one knows that. <laughs> except well, for Now everyone does. Yeah. So when he was just less than three years old and he was a tiny little crab, he went to a nursery and that's where he met Sheldon J. Plankton, who was also born on the same day, shared his birthday. So oh, Plankton. And Plankton is the one on SpongeBob who's, I guess, he's, he's like... He's out the, for the, the crabby, crusty crabby recipe. Yeah, he's a little one-eyed, angry, little one-eyed guy. Yeah. Is, yeah. This, is this fan fiction or yeah. is this like... <laughs> this is... This is real, Melissa. Oh, this is, I hope you know this is what you signed up for with us. Yeah, no, this is canon, and if you get it wrong, somebody's going to mail us and go, well, actually, oh, yeah. 1944, you guys don't know what you're talking about. One star. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh. They, they probably have left us one as well. Don't worry, Paul. Uh, that's fine. So as we said before, he is extremely greedy, and um, he really is obsessed with money, and that's all he wants, and he kind of treats money as if it's just this some kind of royalty yes. and I think there's like even, money <laughs> yeah there's even a song that he did that's all about getting his hands on money is it called all about the Benjamins or am I confused I'm that not sure what it's else? called <laughs> <laughs> here's a little bit of it good morning my darlings you're coming home with me Someone say money, I swear that's what I heard. Money we talking about? One, five, ten, twenties, fifties, hundreds, keep them coming. Thousands, millions, billions, trillions, and up to where is success? Money, money, money. Gotta make that money. money. Don't never let them come try to take that money. money. Make so much money, money that they hate that money. Yeah, laugh to the bank, but it ain't that. Let's practically give it money away. Money. I just made 
more money than I know what to do with. <laughs> there you go. That's the kind of stuff we bring you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is great. Voiced by, do you guys know? Clancy Brown. Yes, it's voiced by Clancy Brown. <laughs> yes. Do you know who Clancy Brown is? Do you recognize that name? I feel like I should. It sounds super fancy. Have you guys ever seen the Shawshank Redemption? Of course. Wait, Mandy, has Mandy seen it? Mandy, have you seen the Shawshank Redemption? I've I deal with seen, this all the time. <laughs> I've seen parts of it. Oh my gosh. I've never seen the whole movie at one time. Okay, if you've only seen parts of it, then you'll know who this guy is. Do you remember the head prison guard? Yeah. The big, scary head prison guard? That's Clancy Brown. That's Mr. Krabs. Oh, no, no way. way. Yep. Wow. <laughs> you taught us something about the thing we were supposed to teach you about. <laughs> I've never wanted to go watch Shawshank Redemption more than I do right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. If you, now, now, if you hear, you see him and you hear his voice, you can hear Mr. Krabs in there a little bit. That's crazy. I'll never be able to stop picturing him as a crab now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he does a ton of voice work, too. He does, along with the acting, he probably does equal amounts of both voice work and acting. He's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, are you going to eat that? So you guys have the wonderful Mums the Word discussion group for your for your podcast. It is a great place to go hang out and talk about the podcast and talk about TV shows and talk about food. Paul, nobody talks about the podcast in no there. No one. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Nobody does talk about the podcast in there. Everybody talks about food. Lots of food. Lots and lots of food. So I put a poll in there and I also put a poll in the Barman's Discussion Group, our discussion group on Facebook. And I asked people how they like to eat crab because I just figured you guys like eating crab. I like eating crab. We're not even going to ask if it's in the food box or not. So Am I right to assume that you guys both like crab? You are correct to assume okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Give me the butter and give me the crab. We're good. Okay. So I tallied up the votes. The The winner by a long shot with 132 votes was crab claws or legs with melted butter. Mm. Bingo. Yes. I was not one of those people that voted for that. No. Because it seems like a lot of work for a little bit of meat. And... Anytime I've ever been in like a Chinese buffet and I've gotten the crab legs and I've broken them apart, there's like that big long piece of plastic in there. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a ligament or a tendon. And then you got to like take the fork and dig the meat out. And it just seems like a lot of You don't ask questions. For... Oh my don't gosh. Don't ask questions. Paul, you don't know how to do like, you know, you snap the leg and then you, the whole piece of meat just comes out in one th fine piece. Oh, I have to get with you I've and show you how to eat crab legs. That's never happened to me. That's only, that only happens in Red Lobster commercials. No, 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 no. It also happens when your name is Mandy and you go out and get crab legs. <laughs> We're going to have to go out and get crab legs. Yeah. yeah. I need to like do a lesson for how to eat crab legs because I and feel I terrible so that wrong. you have never done it the right way and have never experienced the joy because if you do it right, the meat comes right out in one long piece and then that like tendon that's in the middle just gets left behind. So then you just have this big juicy piece of crab leg. <laughs> Melissa oh is giving me the craziest look right now, but um, <laughs> that's just my face. Yeah, I'm very passionate about crab legs and I know how to eat them. So I will teach you guys sometime. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, second place was Crab Cakes with, with 49 votes. Uh, a few people mentioned Crab Cakes Benedict, which sounds awesome. Yes. That sounds great. And my wife actually makes really, really good crab cakes. 
Oh, nice. Uh, in third place with 44 votes was our friend Jen. Jen said, and this is her exact words, throwing it in the trash, yuck, in all caps. <laughs> this is Jen K, isn't it? Yes. It is, yeah. Jen, uh, yeah, tighten it up. <laughs> <laughs> what about... We um, love you, Jen. Did uh, imitation crab stuff from Publix, you know, the cream cheese crab spread? Oh, oh we're going to get to that. Okay, we're I'm gonna sorry. We're going to get to that. No, that's fine. I'm excited. Uh, 23 votes went to you can't eat it due to allergies or dietary choices or they just never tried it. That was 23 votes. Uh, 19 votes were for all kinds of other ways, including sushi, bisque, boiled, tempura, all the rest of the crab things got 19 votes. 17 votes went to all the crab. People don't care. Just give me the crab. It's a good way to look and, at uh, things. You know, I'm surprised nobody said soft shell crab where you pretty much just eat the entire crab. No, like, I don't know if I I'm could... thankful nobody said that. That freaks yeah. me out. Why? Why? You're eating their home and you're eating their body. <laughs> that, that seems like... I've seen... I just saw it yesterday where somebody had an entire soft shell crab between two pieces of bread. And it just seemed like <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't prepare that enough. You didn't do enough to that. Yeah, I think that lady from the beginning of your episode might have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably eaten a couple. Yeah, for sure. Okay, a few other interesting responses. One person said dangling on the end of a fish hook because he's only ever used crabs as fish bait. Crab cannon? I have no idea what that means. And one of your weird listeners said brisket. I think she was from Texas. She just said brisket. Yeah, that sounds like something that would happen in our group. <laughs> brisket? I don't even get that. She it, she meant beef. She was like, what kind of crab do you like? She, <laughs> oh, she I got beef. it. See, I'm a two on that intelligence yeah. scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So imitation crab got nine votes, including one from me. Why? Why? Have you ever put it on a cracker, the Publix kind, and it's got cream cheese and it's got cheese and it, it's fake. You don't care. You look past that. You don't care about the name. It's just deliciousness you put on a cracker. It's, I use the cracker basically as a spoon because it's in polite society you don't just scoop out um <laughs> big yeah. crab dip and eat it in front of others but if you have a, Thank you, a cracker there yeah good times good times mandy yes you don't like it so here's my whole thing i understand the need <laughs> for imitation crab i guess like if you're allergic and you can't eat shellfish then maybe you want to but then i feel like if that's the case like if i was allergic to, to crab i wouldn't want like a, a fake version of it either i don't know maybe so maybe not. I think I think maybe you have to sort of manage your expectations, Mandy. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm really trying. But I, I feel like why can't we call it something else? Like don't call it imitation crab with a K and I mean that just oh, don't it's like a letters. Franken food. Like I would okay. rather not like just call it something completely different and maybe it tastes a little bit like it could be crab, but you can't call it imitation crab. Do you no, want to that, call it they're not gonna change the name, so let me let me <laughs> let me let me, tr let me try to help you out a little bit. Do you like hot dogs? No. She will you eat don't them. Like hot dogs? She will eat them. Don't listen to her. When have you ever seen me eat a hot dog? If you were starving, you would eat one. <laughs> okay. So if you don't like hot dogs, I can understand why you wouldn't like imitation crab because imitation crab is basically the hot dog of seafood. That sounds really awful. <laughs> and if I, I think if they put that on the packaging, imitation crab, the hot dog of seafood, people would immediately like lower their expectations and they'd be more open to, to try it. But Mandy is a food snob, Paul. <laughs> it's something I have to deal I with on guess. a daily basis. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. 
So when you go into the into the uh, the grocery store, you go to the deli section, and they have that seafood salad. Yeah, that's me and Melissa buying that stuff. For sure, we keep them in business. You guys can have it. <laughs> Don't worry, and I won't share it either. <laughs> Well, hello, Paula Donna. I've been meaning to ask you, is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Well, let's help you win that next trivia night, or just sound smarter than the rest of the room, with the Animal Fact of the Week. Back to you, amigos. <laughs> All right, you guys watched a couple of documentaries about crabs. We did. Uh the first one was called 100 Million Crabs, and that feels very <laughs> self-explanatory. Um, so in Christmas Island is located in India, I guess near India, and in November, the female crabs on Christmas Island travel down to the sea around midnight, like on this special day. And this dude is like literally walking in the documentary. I, he's crushing crabs. I don't care. He is not paying attention to where he's walking. He just wants a good shot, and he thinks he looks cute. But he's walking. Didn't you see him? It was terrible. Um, and so around this time um, of year, there's over 120 million crabs on the island. Uh, good Lord. Yeah, the crabs are carrying 100,000 eggs, and the female, jo- female crab's job is to drop them off in the ocean. And... These crabs are going in when the tide is the highest, um, and they're dropping their eggs off. And this, I know, like, nature is beautiful and all that stuff, and the miracle of life is supposed to be really cool, but it's it's terrifying and disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And all these little crabs go into the water, and they, like, shake like they're out to party on the Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) and get all these eggs off them and the whole the water all near them is totally black and some of them die because they like can't swim and they're out there doing their due diligence and stuff but I like to think if this happened on the Jersey Shore (laughs) Mandy's laughing I like to think if this happened on the Jersey Shore they would all drop their crab eggs off and say crabs are here and And that's what I bring to this So wasn't this the one where all the crabs on the island are females? Yeah, they're all females. So I don't understand how how, they, how are they how are they mating, Paul? How are can they you clear eggs? this up? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think is that man the... had something to do with it. <laughs> is this now I haven't seen this documentary. Is this where they they show like the road and the road is just completely covered in crabs. Yeah, there's... because they're trying to get from one place to the other. Yes. Yeah, but he's just walking through there like no big deal. He has places to go and crabs to smash. And just... he sat down on a rock and there was crabs like crawling up his pants. And, yeah, like, it was. It was. Yeah. It I was wonder something. if he can feel things. Maybe he has no senses or something. I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. It was rough. They're, they can't put that little no animals were harmed in the making of this project at the end of the in the credits. No. There's just no way. They put, like, the number of animals killed at the end of it. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we also watched um, another uh, documentary from the Blue Planet about spider crabs. And I actually thought they were pretty cool. They were kind of creepy looking. Sure. But um, I watched this documentary with my kids who thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, so the spider crabs, they feed in deeper water and that's where they live. Um, and they're, they are just, there's just miles of them. There's yeah. crabs crawling all over each other with these ugly long legs and um and they're not like looking for 
for mates. They're not doing anything like no that. No one's looking for their boo. They go to this one. No, they're not. <laughs> they go to this one spot, and the only thing they're all there trying to do is shed their shells. Okay, so they. I have never seen. I mean, I've. Seen, I didn't know it was a thing. Well. I believe all crabs shed their shells, Melissa. Okay, let's pretend um, we didn't know this before. But I've only <laughs> ever seen hermit crabs doing something like that, where they mm. shed and then they go and get in a different, a bigger shell. So these um, these guys, though, the spider crabs, they form a new shell completely from within their old shell. Yeah. And then whenever it's ready, they just literally crawl out of their skin. <laughs> like, crawl out I don't, of their wow. shell. I don't even know how else you explain it. I watched it. And uh, so then they emerge from, they leave their old shell behind, legs and all. They just come right out of it. And um, then they have this new softer shell that takes a couple of days to harden. And in that time while they're waiting, like their legs don't work quite right. And it's just, <laughs> it's very interesting and kind of gross, but fascinating. And it my is. kids loved it. And they wanted to watch the video of these crabs coming out of their shells like 70,000 times. I bet all the Real Housewives and all the Real Housewives franchises wish they could do this. It's the easiest, cheapest makeover. Yeah. And yeah. It's pretty <laughs> oh. amazing. No, no, no. This is making me happy that our skeletons are on the insides of our bodies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this world would be a mess if this were the, the case. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the all females thing on that island. They were like yeah. listening to Beyonce. It was a whole thing. They were just <laughs> going down to the ocean. <laughs> that is so cool. Thank you so much, guys. If you listen to Moms and Murder, and this is your first time listening to this podcast because Mandy and Melissa are here, welcome. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. This part of the podcast is just for you because this is going to be as close to true crime as this podcast will ever get. <laughs> Perhaps you've watched this show. The vast Bering Sea, over a million square miles of the world's most violent and unpredictable waters, and home of the deadliest catch, Alaskan crab. So crab meat is expensive, and it's because crabbing and fishing in general is the second deadliest job in the world. And if you are wondering what the deadliest job is, it's logging. The third deadliest job is farming, and a, a, <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but apparently there's like a 94% chance that you're going to get injured or die chicken farming. No. Yes. I it, believe Chicken it. farming is extremely dangerous. Oh my gosh, I am... <laughs> no. Yours are out no. to get you. Keep one eye open, Mandy. So, back to crab legs. If you want to know where your crab legs come from, here's a few tidbits from a crab fisherman. His name is Dash Adams. And this was from a 2014 article called Five Insane Things That Deadliest Catch Leaves Out About My Job. So the first thing is, he says, basically the ocean wants you dead. And if you wind up going overboard, the odds are heavily in the ocean's favor. You've got about 20 minutes of useful survival time in water that's under 41 degrees Fahrenheit, even if you're the world's best swimmer. Wow. And there's just all kinds of ways that you can wind up in the water. Fishing boats run aground. They flip over because they get very top-heavy. They get hit by rogue waves. Fishermen get swept off the deck and into the sea, and they just disappear forever. There's almost countless ways to die or get injured crab fishing. So if anything, the TV show downplays just how deadly and dangerous the job is. Uh, the second point is safety equipment. Safety equipment is expensive, and it's not required within three miles of coastal waters. So guess what? Most boats stay within three miles, so they don't have to. <laughs> they don't wow. have to buy expensive safety equipment. They don't have a dedicated life raft. They might have a small skiff 
chained to the side of the boat, but it's not a lifeboat. It's used to deploy the fishing net. So if something goes wrong, you can unchain the skiff. You can try to get to it. You might have a chance. You can also get our free water safety drill conductor certification. Uh, it's provided free of charge by the Coast Guard to anyone that works on a fishing boat, but it's not mandatory. So very few people take the time to actually do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, number three, basically each part of the sea is open for just a specific amount of time down to the second for fishing. And once it's open, it's fair game, catch as much as you can. The second it closes, you're done. And they literally fire a flare gun when an area opens. So right before the flare goes off, you've got about 40 boats crammed into the area of a couple city blocks. And each of these boats has a quarter mile of fishing net trailing behind them. The guy said, think of it as Black Friday, but instead of getting to that $50 widescreen first, every boat is trying to cram into the tiny fishing hole where there are legal fish to catch. So they have to keep fishing as long as they're out there. They have to keep fishing and fishing and fishing, and they don't take breaks. Everyone stays awake as long as possible, which leads to, what would you guys guess? Insomnia, death. Um, <laughs> a really bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you had to work for 40 hours at a time, do you think coffee and five-hour energy would be enough? No. So drugs are a big thing. Oh, got it. So yeah, for most fishermen, I'm going to just read this right from the article. For most fishermen, it's a hard choice between toughing it out and taking drugs. Toughing it out can easily get you killed. You will fall asleep on your feet. So a lot of fishermen do about anything they can get their hands on, which crack, meth, Adderall, Coke, whatever. Oh my gosh. It's a fine line between taking enough to do your job and not taking so much you trip over the railing and die. And this, oh boy, even when properly managed and used for work, meth still isn't exactly health food. That's a direct line from the article. <laughs> I mean, at least they give a PSA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the fifth one, uh, the requirements for the job are a pulse and $200. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how much it costs to go get a fishing license. That's it. If you don't look like a murderer, you've got the job. And a lot of those guys do look like a murderer. Yeah, I was going to so. say, I feel like they're a little iffy on that one. <laughs> yeah, there's some sketchy dudes out there. All of your training is on the job. There's no training while you're in port. It's literally sink or swim. So if you've got a couple hundred bucks and you're a semi-normal looking person and you are still mentally unbalanced enough to be enticed by what I've just described, you too can have a career in Alaskan crab fishing. I think I like podcasting better. Yeah. I'm suddenly like a lot more willing to pay the price for crabs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now I feel bad eating imitation crabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. We had the best time. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having, having us. This show is produced with technical support by Matthew Chomo, bed music by Kevin McLeod, and our voice talent was by Carrie McGinnis, Chris Brayton, Josh Hallmark, Chris Green, Stacy, and Frosty from Rough Giraffe, and by you, the Patreon supporter. Thank you so much for kicking in a dollar or two every month for helping us keep the ship afloat. Guys, tell us about Moms and Murder and where you can find it. So our podcast, as you just said, is called Moms and Murder. Uh, it is just about kind of the lighter side of true crime. Um, you know, you have these terrible crime stories, and sometimes they can be fascinating, but you don't always want to listen to something that's going to make you want to go cry in a dark room. So we try to present these cases um, in a more easily digestible way while keeping it light and full of levity where it's appropriate. Uh, we keep the show clean from bad language and spare the gory details so 
any little ones that might be in earshot are never going to hear anything come out of our mouths that is too shocking. Um, so if that sounds interesting, two moms literally yammering on about crime, then check it out. If this didn't bother you, yeah, <laughs> there's more where that comes from. And you can find us on our website, momsandmurder.com, and we are all over social media, Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. We are not on Pinterest because we're not that cool. But yeah, yeah Moms and Murder <laughs> podcast. Hey, it's the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the show, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super duper easy for your Rugrat to hear their voice on the podcast. And this week, we have Ashlyn and Mason. Ashlyn and Mason have something to say about crabs. Hi, I'm Mason. And I'm Ashlyn. I have a crab story. So... Um, I just, we, uh, well, I'm going home from my vacation today, and I've caught many crabs. So, I can tell you two tactics how to catch crabs. So, one of them is holding down their back and, um, grabbing them. Another one is holding down their claw and grabbing their claw, but I caught crabs that have one small claw and one big claw, and I actually got pinched by one to catch one. Wait, they're in the car with you? No. Okay. Let's <laughs> uh, okay. not go crazy. Yeah. My crab story is, once upon a time, we went to a lighthouse. The lighthouse had crabs. We decided to walk right where the crabs were whenever there was a perfectly fine path right next to us. They all ran in their little holes like we were King Kong. And the end. Did you know that girl crabs carry eggs underneath them and they go near the water and just Bit them out and they ooze out of their stomach into the that's, water. And then that's they have. a lobster. No, that's a lobster. No, that's a crab. That's not. Yeah, it is. Lobsters do the same thing. Well, fine. Crabs do too. Bye, varmints. Bye, varmints. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, again for listening. And until next time, be nice, be nice to animals. animals. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. It reminds me a lot of, it's, Paul, I'm making an office reference. I know, I'm sorry, it's going to happen. But um, okay. in the office where one of the, uh, there's a bed bug scene and he's like, are they all, Paul, can you edit this? I give up. <laughs> Nobody's following me. <laughs> yes. It's so funny, but I'm not going to do it.